Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We're live at the old Triangle in Halifax. At the time of this recording. I mean, when you listen to it, we will not literally be at the old Triangle. We might. They may never get us out of here. If it's still the day of St. Patrick's Day, I might still be here. (laughs) I will be in bed. (laughs) Uh, This week... We have plenty of stories from the old triangle for St. Patrick's Day. Plenty of stories about doing it in public. Nova Scotia's only matchmaker is here to help a woman who just realized all of her friends are cheaters. Also, I realized my husband's turning into a monster. And living in the country might be bad for you. Uh oh. It's not, don't blame the messenger. <laughs> hey guys, it's James from the James Parker Band, and you're listening to Melody Informant on Hot Country 1035. What an absolute waste of everybody's time. Live at the old Triangle Irish Ale House. People are already lined up outside. They got here before us. In fact, you know what? what doors open at 7. Yeah. Uh, let's head out there. We'll, we're, let's catch up with the <laughs> first people in line. Okay. I came last. These guys have been here since about a uh, quarter to four, I guess. Quarter <laughs> to four? You guys have been here since quarter to four. You got here at four? Yeah. You are closest to the door. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wheeled my head. I'm blocking the wind for them. <laughs> What's your name? David. David, have you ever done this before on St. Patrick's Day? Yeah, I did it around 2017. It was probably my first one. And then uh, just after that, after COVID hit, I just yeah. was inking to come back. <laughs> Everything was better before COVID. <laughs> I was. <laughs> As someone who has never actually done the bar thing on St. Pat- St. Patrick's Day, I've never actually done no. it. No. Ever, and today I won't be doing it either, <laughs> uh, unless I want to get arrested or uh, reported. Yep. But what what is the point of lining up so early that you get in right away? Like, is it that big a deal? Breakfast. <laughs> it's the atmosphere as well. Yeah. What will you do? You know what you're gonna eat for breakfast? Oh, the the Irish breakfast. I think it's just eggs, sausages, bacon. Uh, blood sausages, oh, just the, everything you want for waiting this long. <laughs> and Guinness. Oh, and Guinness as well. <laughs> well, thanks, David. Uh, we're gonna move. We're gonna go down the line and everyone say a name. Alex, Aaron, Luke, Jack, Adam. You guys are all. This is one big group. Oh one yeah. Group. Yeah. Who was like here actually first? It was you three. I guess. Yeah, yeah we, Adam, we took Adam separate Luke, Ubers yeah. over it. You guys all Ubered. That's smart. Yeah, yeah, you know. Has anybody already started drinking? Uh, this guy has. <laughs> David! <laughs> <laughs> and everyone else, you're just going to leave him out to dry. No one's... What's in these cups? There's travel mugs here. Be just cough. Coffee in air quotes. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys done this before then? Uh, yeah, yeah. We, we uh, like David was saying, we started, what, 2017, I guess, was our first year. Yeah. Um, and then we uh, been slowly br- becoming, like, earlier and earlier every uh, every year to come closer and closer to the front. And this is our first year at the front of the line. So. The front yeah. of the line! Woo! <laughs> How long do you think you're going to stay here today for? Uh, probably till about noon and then go for a nap or something yeah. and then come back out at night. Yeah. yeah. That's the plan. Rate, you know? <laughs> Check the bank account at new. Yeah, make sure it's yeah, like, yeah. so good, you know? Yeah. Are we second in line here? Is this group second in line? 
Yeah, yeah. Second in line, first in your hearts. No. <laughs> well, I've been coming here over 15 years, yeah. and I was always purposely second in line because another guy, Dave Langell, used to come every year, and he was always first in line. Okay. So uh, last year, he wasn't here last year, and I was first in line last year. Is your name Matthew? Matthew, yeah. yeah. Do you remember talking to us on the phone? Um, That was you on the phone oh. I was talking to. Oh. Yes. oh, my God. That was me. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. That comes yeah. on with this thick Irish accent. I wasn't even Irish. I'm like... This is kind of how people talk around here, right? Yeah, <laughs> kind of. I think you've just been uh, indulging already. Not even. That's the, pr- that's the problematic part. Hello there. Hello there. Who's this? Uh, Matt Belfontaine. Matthew. Matthew, are you also Irish? I am not Irish. You are today. <laughs> I, I, I just like a good time. The, the accent's going to get worse the longer the day goes on. <laughs> you got it. You got it. So here we are. You're down here now. Okay, well, we'll, we'll be in there at 7 o'clock and then... I'll have the drink with you. I'll have a water. <laughs> One, two, three. Happy St. Patrick's Day! What are you doing in public, and why do you want to do it in public? <laughs> what? <laughs> this morning, sometimes, not so often in the winter, because it's cold, but sometimes I like to stop over at Alderney Landing and take in the majesty of a clear morning, mm. see the sunrise, uh, see the, the beautiful skyline that is downtown Halifax. Enjoy the calm before the storm that is your workplace. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> uh, this morning, between the parking lot and the boardwalk is a little strip of grass, and I had to step over um, a contraceptive tossed and discarded on the ground. A used one? Yep. <laughs> okay, and you're wondering what they were doing in public, Foreman? Do I need to... Well, I know that what they were doing, <laughs> but who's doing it there? Any it's a... Bu- what? You're downtown Alderney Landing, very public parking lot. Like, it's on a 24-7 Nova Scotia webcam. I doubt they were doing it at 3 in the afternoon, maybe 3 in the morning. <laughs> well, I'm there at 5. <laughs> Yeah, but but if you don't live if you don't live with your partner, mm-hmm. you're kind of doing it wherever you can. Sometimes that might be the university lecture hall. <laughs> sometimes that might be a church parking lot. No. Uh, sometimes that might be the beach. Oh, uh, I'm guessing I know which one you regret the most. <laughs> The beach is not recommended. <laughs> uh, not that I know. No, of course not. <laughs> I'm just saying sometimes sand gets everywhere. <laughs> you might do that. You didn't. You 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 think people uh, aren't doing it in public places? I well, I feel like it's it's just another layer that's unnecessary. Like I understand that a country road or makeout point is a good spot to stop because of the view. But also because of the privacy. And I think a downtown parking lot doesn't give you one of those two things. But part of the part of the fun is that you're in a risky place. <laughs> I, yeah. Well, who's this? Hey, it's Austin. Austin! This is Austin. What can we do? We knew we could count on you. <laughs> right? Sorry, Foreman, but I side with Melody on this one. Of course you do. 
Are you surprised? Anyone surprised that Foreman's on that side? Like, just, just for heaven's sake. <laughs> hey. Foreman, you're a very traditional man. Yeah. There's a lot of very untraditional women that enjoy having that public stuff. Not just women, so, but just people. You're just, you know, when you're in the mood, you're just in the mood. Well, here's the point. Men don't get to choose when it happens. Not mm. usually in that, in a male-female relationship. So, you know, you take it when you can get it, right? Yeah, that's a good point. And it happens to be in public? Well, some of them get off on that. <laughs> well, yes, obviously, as witnessed by the leftover evidence. <laughs> I've, had, I've had a couple dates where they were into that kind of thing. And personally, I'm not a huge fan of it. Really? It's like an added anxiety. It's a, it's a distraction that isn't necessary. It takes away from it, I would say. I mean, it definitely helps with being able to, you know, prolong the encounter. But mm. uh, that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, thinking about baseball or thinking about, like, that's what you're saying. It's kind of, mm-hmm. the fear yeah, is... thinking about getting caught. Listen, some of us like to think throw caution to the wind, and some of us then like to throw contraceptives to the wind, too. (laughs) Whatever floats your fairy. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody is having a moment right now like Pedro Pascal. The internet's daddy. Oh, the Mandalorian. Our people are scattered like stars in the galaxy. What are we? What do we stand for? He's the star of uh, the star of the the Last of Us. I'm taking you with me. You do what I say when I say it. You got any advice on the best way west? Yeah, go east. Oh. Really good show. Really good. He was hilarious. He was on SNL a few weeks ago. Hilarious. Similar to The Last of Us. I have important cargo I need smuggled to Rainbow Road. People say you used to drive? People say a lot of things. <laughs> Got a name? It's a me. Mario. <laughs> <laughs> He's delightful. He is delightful. We're Melody Informant in the morning on Hot Country 103.5, by I the way. I should say that, yeah. Yeah, uh, but that is not why people are talking about him right now. No, he is so delightful. He was stopped by some fans coming out of a, a Starbucks the other day. So he chatted with them, so took pictures, signed some things, whatever. But you could see what his order was on the receipt on the side of his cup. Mm-hmm. So what is Pedro Pascal's Starbucks order? A iced quad with two extra shots of espresso, making it essentially a giant cup of six shots of espresso over ice. <laughs> which is which is the equivalent of four to five or so coffees in a day, which uh, seems like a reasonable amount over the course of a day. Well, how much is in, how much caffeine's in an espresso shot? 63 milligrams. Okay. I mean, uh, Health Canada recommends no more than 400 milligrams of coffee in a day. Yeah. And so that is about 400. Yeah, it would be about 400. It's basically the, the limit that he's having in that one drink. In one drink. And assuming that's the only one that he has. And I say that because 
when I used to be a Starbucks barista. Get out. I sure, well, I did for three months. <laughs> had I done it any longer, I'd probably be dead right now for this reason. Because you can make your own drinks when you're there before you go on break. You can make whatever drink you want before you go on break. That's a nice perk. Super nice perk. Wow. And you have three breaks in, in a typical shift. Yeah. And my favorite drink was a triple dirty chai. So a, Which is a chai latte with three shots of espresso. Three shots. Yeah. So there were 480 milligrams of caffeine per drink. And so that's I, more than Pedro's one. And I had it three times. Three times a day. Yes. But I couldn't afford groceries at the time. Uh, so, you know, I was making up for what I couldn't consume in calories with caffeine. <laughs> and then some. <laughs> yeah. That's 1,440 milligrams of caffeine a day. Like I said, had I worked there longer than three months, I would be dead. <laughs> What do you do when you find out your entire friend group is a bunch of cheaters except for you? You message us. We've got the dating expert, Geneva Dickey from Book of Love Canada. It's a quarter after eight. And Geneva is our date. And we need you now. We're knocking on your door. Let us in because it's time for Dear Geneva now. Dear Geneva, I have a really tight group of friends who I get together with pretty regularly. All of us who are in our mid-30s, married, and we sometimes bring our spouses along. I knew that two of my friends were having an affair with men from work, which I don't approve of, but I keep my opinion to myself. Now I've learned that my other friend is also cheating on her husband, making me the only person in our friend group who isn't cheating on their spouse. Whoa. These are essentially my only friends that I spend any time with, and now I'm rethinking being friends with them. This option comes with a bunch of complications, like how do I explain it to my husband? I don't know how I can continue being friends with them and also seeing their spouses, who I feel bad for. What should I do? Should I distance myself from my only friends? Oh, Yeah, this is a tough one. That's uh, quite a pickle. I, I know... I feel like it's it's can be different for men and women because I remember when Tom and I first started dating, uh, he had a couple friends that were we're were known to have cheated on their girlfriends at the time. Right. But he was still friends with them because he was able to compartmentalize that thing they do with their girlfriends. Don't ask, don't tell. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and it had nothing Ugh. to do with them as a person. I guess. But I had one of my very good friends who was engaged to someone who I didn't like, but mm. that doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, and I walked in on her <gasps> cheating with someone in a very compromising position. Mm. And I, I, I never really felt the same about her after that. I still don't. No. And we're, it sounds like you're not really friends with her then anymore. I mean, we live in different provinces. Our lives moved on. You know, we, we remained Friends, she came right. to my wedding, uh, but okay. but we, you know, we weren't like great friends after that. Always a bit more of a like an, an arm's length type of friendship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll never hang out again. No, I mean it's gonna mm. change this friend for this person. It's gonna change this friendship group, no matter what, in some form. Yeah, and why do you do it when you see their spouses? Like, how do you? 
Do all the rest of them know about each other? They must. It sounds like they all do. If but it's if, a friend, if it's gal friend group, they definitely all know. Yeah. They all talk. I think at the very yeah. least, it doesn't sound like you you hang out with all of them as full couples. Because that's the, you know, when you see their husbands and your husband sees their husbands. Like, I don't know. I would, you would, you should tell your partner first. Actually, Ashley has already sent us this message to say, yeah, first, I'm telling my husband everything. So there's no way he wouldn't know if I knew. Yeah. Because then it's, then he's going to be thinking like, wait a minute, you knew about this the whole time and you're saying you're the only one who wasn't cheating? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Sounds I would tell believable. My, tell my husband, then tell my mom, because those are the people I tell all my gossip to. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but they do say sometimes we bring our spouses along when we hang out. So they are in situations God, where the spouses are there. Yeah. And you just know this about them. But you know things about each other's spouses anyway. Mm -hmm. You know the bad thing that that spouse did. You know the size of their body parts. You know <laughs> what they're like in bed. You like you know things in general that you're kind of like, I wish I didn't know that about this person. Are those specifics commonly talked about in women's friends groups? Maybe not the size, yeah. but you definitely know. <laughs> you definitely cuz size doesn't matter, but you mm. definitely know about their intimate life. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. That we we obviously have no idea, Geneva. <laughs> <laughs> See, my 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 opinion on this is a little bit more it's a little harsher because oh. I believe that the integrity of our friend group um really kind of quantifies the integrity that we have in our everyday life too. And I personally believe that friendships ebb and flow based on how things evolve in life. And yeah, things happen where, you know, affairs may happen or cheating may happen, but it's how that person reacts to the mistake or what have you. If there's still no integrity there and there's no communication between partnerships, we are the equivalent of five of our closest friends. Um, so if you're hanging out with uh, a bunch of rich people, you're more likely to be rich. If you're hanging out with a bunch of poor people, you're more likely to be poor. Oh, my God. And that's just the average, and that's just how things work. So if you're hanging out with a bunch of people that don't have integrity enough to be loyal to their partner, that may rub off on you or may rub off on your husband. That is exactly what one of our listeners, Zena, said. Uh, she said, if you surround yourself with wealthy people, you will be wealthy. If you surround yourself with word that rhymes with toe, you become a word that rhymes with toe. So choose your circle wisely. Like a gardening tool? Yeah. A garden tool. Like I actually didn't know what you are talking about, Melody. Yeah, okay, <laughs> yes. Like the gardening tool, Thank but, you, Foreman. but not used in context. Right. Uh -huh. Wow. <laughs> yeah, but that's basically what you just said. Uh, it's inspired somebody else listening to that story now to share their own. They would uh, wish to remain anonymous, however. Uh, essentially... It's uh, high school friends who all ended up living on the same street, on the same court. Mm -hmm. Regularly would have games nights as couples. Almost the whole court now is divorced. None of them are friends anymore because it turns out everyone was sharing. Oh, oh no. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's a thing is you never know to what might be happening inside that friend group too if the you know if this yeah it's crazy but you know what's interesting is she thinks that it's um the end of the world that she doesn't have more friends adult adults can make new friends very easily if you put a little bit of effort into it hi you're on hot country 103.5 who's this hi it's scotty Collin. <gasps> scotty <laughs> it's scotty couple scotty he's got a rocking little buddy 
That rocking <laughs> little going? body must cause a lot of problems. Oh, yes. So there's really only one way to go here. Yeah. You know, a situation like that, and it's blackmail. You've got to <laughs> take this, use it to your advantage, try and get some cool stuff out of it, right? <laughs> no, I'm not I mean, have a games night. Have a games night, and then purposely start losing, and then say, "I think somebody's cheating," and then watch their eyes go. Oh. <laughs> I think all three of you are cheating, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Mm. Oh yes. What good are friends for if not to blackmail? <laughs> yeah, and that'll exactly. save the friendship for yeah. sure. No, and it's true. I think I think it's true though that if your husband or her wife or whatever was found out that you were complacent about this, then that's almost like saying, well, I guess maybe they're cool with it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, before you cause the problems in your own marriage, you might as well, I mean, I guess you're you're going to end up losing this friend group, right? Yeah. Right, so it might as well get something out of, I mean. Uh, <laughs> might as well blackmail them anyway, then. <laughs> Geneva, do you have an expert opinion on blackmail? On blackmail? No, we don't specialize in blackmail. Oh. I wish. Oh. Well, here's something I want to know, because one of one of our listeners, Elizabeth, did say that she would be honest with everyone. And she says, I mean, everyone, I might even tell the spouses. Would you guys and, and you as an expert, Geneva, like, would you recommend telling the spouses? That's a tricky one. I personally would not. I would just kind of set up boundaries and slowly move away. That would be my kind of go to. And then I would allow that mess to just come out as it is. But I have no doubt that the spouses probably know. You think they know anyway? Or suspicious, for sure. If you tell your own husband, then do you send him off to make that suggestion to the other husbands? Ooh. No, I wouldn't involve him at all. I would definitely tell him what's going on, but I wouldn't send him into that mess. Scott, Scotty, how would you like to be that guy? That's, <laughs> okay, I, would also be, I would also tell my husband. My <laughs> okay. wife. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Because after a while in a relationship, you run out of stuff to talk about. Well, that's some juicy stuff. That's true. Yeah, rather than talking about the weather on a Sunday morning. But it's interesting, you guys, because part of dating coaching is I like to teach people that when they're meeting the person that they're dating's friends to really observe that friend group. And if they are just a bunch of um, garden, you know, whatever it is, equipment, (laughs) then, you know, you're going to have to think about, you know, what that friendship is like for that person that you're going to be potentially partnering up with. Like a friendship group is a reflection of the person big time. And as others are looking in as well, it's a reflection of you big time. Hi, you're on Hot Country 103.5. Who's this? Good morning. Good morning. Morning, Merton. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. We haven't heard from you in a while. And so you're calling all the way from Scotland about cheating friends. How do you really call them friends? Or should you anymore at the very least? Well, the thing is, if they all know about each of us cheating, right, they're using each of us cover, like asking for me while I go and see so-and-so. That's right. How long is it going to be? Mm-hmm. Now, you know that they know. They're going to ask you to do it when you're doing nothing wrong. They are putting you in a in a position that you shouldn't be putting your friends in. Yeah, They're putting the, you in that position to lie. Yeah, an unsaid expectation that you're going to lie for them. Yeah. So are they really friends? Well, we've all had a friend that's a cheater or like yeah. some sort of fanatic where they're like, do you want to be in a threesome? Like we've all had that, right? <laughs> Uh, have I, we all had that? I, I have been propositioned. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, I think we've talked about this before. I have, yeah, too. You yeah. haven't, Foreman? Yeah. Well. Oh, Foreman. No. You, you haven't lived. <laughs> Until I've been propositioned yeah. by a friend's wife. <laughs> There's still time, Foreman. There's still time. Right. Yeah. You are having friends come visit this weekend, so who knows? Yeah, without their wives. <laughs> yeah. That could be much worse. <laughs> 
hope that this is what's in the headlines this morning. It's tragic, but it's true. Steven Tyler PJ. Informant. The internet is a breeding ground for freaks. Hot Country 103.5. That's funny to me and three other people. Yeah. <laughs> it's tragically trending. <laughs> Yesterday, we had shared one of the quote-unquote controversies from Sunday night's The Oscars, which was this exchange between Hugh Grant and Ashley Graham. Um, what are you most excited to see tonight? To see? Yeah, well, I know that you probably watched a few of the movies. Are you excited to see anybody win? Do you have your hopes up for anyone? Um... Not, not, no, no one in particular. Okay. Well, <laughs> what are you wearing tonight then? Just my suit. <laughs> your suit? Who yeah. made your suit? You didn't make it. Um, I can't remember my tailor. That's okay. Yeah. Ta- shout out to the tailor. Yeah. Um, so tell me, what does it feel like to be in Glass Onion? It was such an amazing film. I really loved it. I love a thriller. How fun is it to shoot something like that? Well, I'm barely in it. I'm in it for about three seconds. Yeah, but still, you showed up and you had fun, right? Uh, almost. Okay. All right. I love it more, and I think it's funnier every time it I hear it. It is funnier every time we hear it, but the internet's divided on it, whether he was an a-hole or whether it was just so funny and refreshing to see someone channel their inner Ben Affleck and just not even pretend to care about this complete crap for a second. Yes. But then we were reminded that, you know what? As funny as he is, in reality, Hugh Grant is actually a bit of a jerk. Not only do every single one of his former female co-hosts despise him, apart from Renee Zellweger, he has said she is one of the few actresses he has not fallen out with. But he's admitted that he is a nasty piece of work. He's thrown tantrums on set. He's thrown tantrums uh, uh, like at interviews. And people should know that. And also, how can we possibly forget that he cheated on his wife, Elizabeth Hurley, with a sex worker and then tried to play it off like people give me tons of um ideas on this one i keep reading new you know psychological theories and stuff like that um, <laughs> you know i was under pressure i was uh, overtired or i was uh, lonely or i fell down the stairs when i was a child or whatever uh, <laughs> but i um uh, you know I, I think it would that would be you know, bollocks really to, to hide behind a, right. uh, something like that you know you i think you know in life uh, pretty much what's a good thing to do and what's a, b- a bad thing and um, I did a bad thing and th- there you have it. At least he admits it. Right? I mean barely. He makes jokes all around it. He has never been a William Thacker. He has always been a Daniel Cleaver. He has just had really good PR. <laughs> and speaking of good PR, Polly Shore is on it. The obvious joke at the Oscars was... 31 years ago in 1992, Brendan Fraser and Kiwi Kwan we're in a movie together, Encino Man. Two actors from Encino Man are nominated for Oscars. And one. What an incredible night this must be for the two of you, and what a very difficult night for Pauly Shore. <laughs> <laughs> and he could have been butthurt about it, but he, he wasn't. He said he loved the joke, and he's so happy for his former co-stars. And by the way, he says he's totally okay with getting back into acting. He just needs a director to take a chance on him. And I, for one, hope he does. Yes. Hashtag justice for the weasel. The cure, right? Mm. Hey, Wait, where's the word? The worm's right there, I see. Uh-uh, I'm a weasel. Your thoughts, your show. Call or text Melody Informant now at 902-425-1035.
We're always thinking about you, and this morning it has to do with where you live.、Mm-hmm. You are in the middle of trying to get out of the city and go to the country. Oh, we're so desperately trying to move more towards the eastern shore. We love Lawrence Town. We love Three Fathom Harbor. We love that whole area.、Uh, we're we're hoping. But maybe it's not all it's cracked up to be. I'm so. I mean, I grew up on a farm. Yeah. Horse farm. <laughs> Horses is a whole separate issue. Yeah. I thought it was other other than that. <laughs> that was nice, you know. Just you just play in the woods all day when you're a kid. Yeah, I would think it'd be it'd be such a wonderful way to just get out of the city, get out of the busyness. Well, a new University of Houston psychology study indicates that people who live in more rural areas tend to be more anxious, more depressed. As well as less open-minded and more neurotic. Okay. According to this one study. Yes, not us. No. Yeah. Don't shoot us, no. messengers. No. <laughs> we don't deliver to the country anyway. <laughs> But we want to know and hear from you, especially if you live in the country. It's nine zero two four two five one zero three five. Melissa, you're someone who has moved to the country and moved back to town. What's What's your story? Well, I grew up in the country, so. I, like, I grew up in Knoll, about an hour outside of town, and my husband grew up in Fall River. We had lived in Sackville for about nine years and got married, you know, all that stuff. When it came time to buy a house, there's so much cheap room in the country. Yeah. Oh yeah.、Um, property taxes were less. We bought a house and moving back in town when we decided to have kids. And I work in Dartmouth Crossing. My husband's an AD. He works out of the dockyard. So we drive 45 minutes into work every day, sometimes longer, and then she goes to daycare in Waverly. So this is a lot of driving. We spend an hour and a half in the car every day, and we don't get home till 6:30, 7 o'clock, and then she has supper and goes to bed. We're missing our time. True. I mean, that's a very good point, Melissa. And, that is. And thank you. Yeah. I mean, if you don't, if you have to just constantly drive all the time, yeah, maybe it's not worth it for you. Yeah, you're not actually getting more time and peace. You're you're trading it. What do you think, Patricia? So I am from rural PEI. That, that's all of PEI, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But we were healthier because we were outside. Yeah. Even when I'm raising my son, he was never sick. You know, we were always out in the barn doing stuff. I had horses. Um, I had a good experience with horses, though. Yeah. Not, not, uh, yeah. Not no. What, one, what was your son's experience like with the horses? <laughs>、uh, I, I didn't love them more than him, but at least he accepted them for that reason. So you set、yeah. him up better than me. Yeah. But I mean, I, I don't. I, I think living in the country is healthier. Well, not only is it more anxiety, more depression, less open-mindedness, and more neurotic, this study has actually also revealed that those living in the country were not more satisfied with their lives, nor did they have more purpose or meaning in life than people in urban areas. Are you serious? I, yeah, I don't know. This is from the University of Houston. Oh yeah, there. It's a mess in the states. Exactly. You don't listen to what they say. Yeah.、Huh? <laughs> you gotta listen to the people here. There's nothing quite like taking your entire weekend to mow grass to <laughs> yeah repair your septic tank. Yeah. Wrestle <laughs> you with your、what? water quality. <laughs> It's a, it's just a, a pure dream, Melody. You're gonna love it. <laughs> so we have time for one more,、yeah. I think.、Uh, is this this is Andrea, right? Hi. Good morning, Andrea.、Oh! It's Andrea who had a farm. Oh, don't.
don't forget the pig that lived in the living room. And she is on the phone. Remind me who the study for the the country living. University of Houston? Yeah, it's out of Texas. Uh, not Canadian, so clearly they're living wrong. <laughs> but I don't think there's too many places in Canada where you're so, so isolated. Right, you wouldn't have that in the second largest country in the world. <laughs> So I don't feel like this study is relevant for Canada's country thing. I agree. We're a massive country. There are some very, very far places you yeah, can live. Yeah, but when we're talking about Nova Scotia and and living in the country, it's like, okay, you might have 45 minutes to drive into the city as opposed to a 15-minute commute. It's not like it's... You that could drive two hours up the eastern shore and still be technically in Halifax. <laughs> That's so true. And, I mean, I technically grew up in the country, but it was the valley. <laughs> yeah. And, and I currently technically live in the country. It's Windsor. Well, outside of Windsor, I live in Falmouth. So yeah. it needs to have a distance relation, like... How far away from amenities did they live? You sound a little neurotic, Andrea. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, it's been an emotional morning. (laughs) Do you, should you, have you given up your seat for somebody who's pregnant? And you gotta be real honest here, because I think everyone's gonna be like, of course I would. Mm-hmm. But have you ever been sitting on the bus and you want that seat and you see, oh, somebody elderly, somebody very pregnant gets on the bus and you just don't make eye contact so you don't mm-hmm. have to give up your seat? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And I'm just saying, everybody's gonna say that they do this. But I went to four clinics before finding out that I had pneumonia. And not a person did. And I'm not even saying that they should have. I didn't think anything of it. I'm like, yeah, we're all sick here and Mm -hmm. we all don't want to be sick and we all don't want to be in line. It's my mom that keeps bringing it up. Like, how rude of people. (laughs) Leave it to your mom to tell you what you should be enraged about. (laughs) Oh, my mom would have yelled at all of them. But (laughs) Would she she do that in public? No. And scold people? No, she wouldn't. But I wish she would. Yes. (laughs) I wish she would, too. I wish I would see that. I would love to witness that. Uh, A few texts have come in that all completely agree with you. Thorne in Enfield says, I have on multiple occasions offered my seat to pregnant women and older gentlemen and older women out of respect. Of course, it's very nice of you, Thorne. Thank you. Natasha says, a thousand percent you give up your seat to a pregnant woman. Unless you have a health issue and can't stand for a period of time, let the pregnant lady take a seat. Yes. Karen and Dartmouth, thank you. The bus shouldn't move until someone gives up their seat. Being a driver, mine doesn't. I have never seen that before. That's fantastic, Karen. I've never seen that, Karen. You got to make sure you go on Karen's bus. Yes. Hi, Shelly. Hi, welcome back, Melody. Oh, thank you. (laughs) As always, Foreman, I love you, but I miss my girl. Mm -hmm. Same. (laughs) I did not even know that that was you last week, the very first time that Foreman played your conversation. I was like, who is this person? Oh, your squeaky puberty voice, yeah. (laughs) It's Mel. (laughs) Your favorite uh, co-worker who you haven't seen in... 
in what feels like a million years. It was awful. It was awful. And the clinic experience was the most awful part of it. I think whoever was and doesn't give you a a seat should be kicked in the arse. Um, Because they obviously do not realize what it's like to be pregnant. I think it's the right thing to do. Same as if it's an elderly person, get your arse up and let somebody sit. Even though you might turn around and say, no, I'm good. At least make the offer. I just thought it was like such a societal norm. You off your seat to a pregnant person. You hold the door from them. You hold the door off your seat to an elderly person. The same thing. And I can't recall ever having anyone offer me a seat anywhere in any of the times that I've been pregnant. Wow. Well, that's just rude. So much for it, this this myth of the the g- kind-hearted maritimer. Right? <laughs> but I, say that, I don't know what happens to the maritimers, but... Um, Ontario people. <laughs> <laughs> Would you, Don? Oh, I have, will, and always will offer to pregnant and elderly. What really ticks me off is when people are in waiting rooms with children that can obviously share a seat or sit somewhere else mm-hmm. that take up seats. But then on the other side of that, I really felt for the families that had kids there that were waiting the three hours and the kids had their own seats. But I thought, man, that's hard enough as a parent to have to have your kid try to wait for for three hours with their own seat. It'd be impossible if they were on your lap. No, but two children can share one seat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but sometimes when I uh, we have to be in seats like that with my family, I mean, every child needs their own seat. Their stuffies need their own seat. Sorry, Don. Uh, yeah, no. My, my bag needs its own seat. Oh my god. No. My feet need another no. seat. <laughs> no. Uh, there's one more text we haven't read yet. It's what might be one of my favorite texts we've ever received oh. from Danielle in Herring Cove. That simply says, "Do you look pregnant?" <laughs> I don't know, Foreman, do I? Not answering that. <laughs> Join Melanie and Foreman now. Call or text 902-425-1035. Hot Country 1035. Chicago man sues Buffalo Wild Wings, claims wings are really just nuggets. What? Did you? What? <laughs> He's standing up for all of us. Finally, someone's taking them to task. Oh, my He's right. gosh. <laughs> That's one of many headlines in the news this week that we can't make up, but we can round up. Like, neighbor's pet monkey nearly tore Oklahoma woman's ear off. (gasps) Okay. Well, maybe don't get too close. In more animal news, baboons attack South African hikers by rolling huge boulder off a cliff. Oh, my God. That's not funny. No, <laughs> either is this. Hand found in woods belong to body at nearby Staten Island Resurrection Cemetery. Um, uh-oh. <laughs> but here, good news, good news. <laughs> Foot found in Arkansas belong to a bear, not a person. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to BC man says he accidentally unlocked and drove someone else's Tesla using the app. <gasps> 
Oh, no. Elon, get off Twitter and Oh, my God. Add it to the list of Tesla problems. Right? Yep. Yeah. A would-be burglar gives up during failed robbery of BC Cannabis Store. Aww. You just you couldn't get any first weed. First, you don't succeed, bud. Try, try again. No, for just that get out. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> no, bud. Leave. Uh, a few more headlines this week left that we can't make up, but we can round up. Halifax District RCMP investigating theft of two bobcat skid steers in East Preston. What? How do you get away with stealing two bobcats? <gasps> you know who it probably is? Those guys that were stealing all of the oil. Oh, the oily bandits. We now know the getaway vehicles. A sled. Bobcats. Bobcats. You're right. <laughs> You're right. A kind of sled, yeah. A few headlines left, like eight-month pregnant woman, Melody, Hey. goes viral showing how she can make her baby bump disappear. I saw that. I call BS. You're not pregnant. You had a burger. <laughs> Florida woman arrested after striking boyfriend in the eye with avocado. <laughs> arrested for that. <laughs> oh my God. Well, it's probably not ripe yet. Right, yeah. Uh, since it's St. Patrick's Day, a couple more left. Like Guinness-loving bloke spends over $7,000 building an Irish pub in his back garden. Wow. And nobody showed up. <laughs> I don't think anyone was invited. <laughs> uh, Boston police urge vigilance and release traffic advisory ahead of St. Patrick's Day festivities. Good idea. Good try. Well. It's not going to help anything, I don't think. <laughs> And finally, in headlines this week that we can't make up, but we can round up, quite possibly the greatest local news story ever. Okay. You may recognize it as a tradition on Jimmy Kimmel Live. It's fantastic coming to us direct from Mobile, Alabama. Curiosity leads to large crowds in Mobile's Crichton community. Many of you bring binoculars, camcorders, even camera phones to take pictures. To me, it looked like a leprechaun to me. I got to do look up in the tree. Who else in the leprechaun say yeah? <laughs> Eyewitnesses say the leprechaun only comes out at night. If you shine a light in its direction, it suddenly disappears. Others find it hard to believe and have come up with their own theories and explanations for the image. Could be a crackhead. <laughs> We are the morning show that will be live with you in person for St. Patrick's Day. We want you to get in as well without having to wait in line. Yes, you could get to the front of the line, and you know that line lasts a long time on St. Patty's Day. Exactly. It's so hard to get anywhere, St. Patrick's Day. Mm -hmm. So uh, you and a group of your friends, we have line bypass passes for you to stand at the front every day for the rest of the week, and we'll see you there Friday morning. Um, and we're inspired to have you win those with our little Irish spelling bee game inspired by a famous Irish person. Let's get it out here first. This is, <laughs> this is so people can see it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's how your name is spelled. Doesn't make any sense. Okay. It's a What's the it's worst a pronunciation thing. that you've ever seen? I've had a lot of Sorces, Suarez, Cersei. It's Sersha. Sersha. Sersha Ronan. Yeah. Yes. I did try to spell Sersha earlier. Uh, I, I, I know now. It's S A O I R S E, right? S A O I R S E. Yeah. That's right. Yes. Sersha. Wait, it doesn't. It makes no sense. Exactly. How fun is this game? 
<laughs> so today, to win uh, Line by Bass, uh, we started with John, and we gave John the name uh, Siobhan. Let's start with S. H. Wrong. A. Wrong. U. Wrong. Yeah, that's what I figured. <laughs> it's nothing how it sounds. No. Siobhan, Jennifer. Siobhan. Can I have that in a sentence? Siobhan would like to go to the old triangle this Friday. <laughs> Is it B H E? Wrong. No. Yeah, no. We've, we know it starts least, with an S. We've established yeah. the first letter is an S. Oh. It's what, not S H. It's not S H. It's not S A and U, right? It's not S A. And it's not S U. Is it S A B A I N? No. No. Uh, I don't even know Wrong. what name that is. <laughs> okay, I'll give you one hint. There is no V in it at all. And the name Siobhan? Yeah, I know. Make it make sense. <laughs> Come on, come on, come on. Uh... <laughs> so far we have just an S. <laughs> we got just an S. Is it S I Yes. Oh. Yes. yes. Uh like B H A N. Did you Google it? No, that was just like, what else did you do? <laughs> this morning, uh, we had Julia here now. And Julia, you think you know how to spell the very traditionally Irish name, Tig. Yes, I knew someone that had that name. Um, T-A-D. Uh, I think there's a few names. Um, T-A-D-H-G. <gasps> Like, I know, I, I, I remember having a hard time with that name a while ago. I was like, what? What's the name? Like, trying to say. How is there not the letter I in the name Tig? Yes, and a silent D-H. I mean, what? Well, none of it makes sense. None of it makes sense. It seems like deja vu. Mm-hmm. We're now, today we have yet another story. You can read about it at hotcountry1035.ca of another doctor's office in Halifax closing. Yeah, so there is, there was uh, the one in the south end of Halifax Mm -hmm. that was in the news just earlier this week. Now there's one in Spryfield. Collectively, that's 8,000 people without a doctor, uh, including me. Yeah, two more doctors are retiring. Spryfield Family Medicine Center, that does leave more than 4,000 patients without a family physician starting in April. But your doctor was at the South End family practice? Yes, she was. We're Melody Informant in the morning on Hot Country 103.5. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't I didn't put two and two together when I saw the news story. <gasps> I only found out yesterday when I opened my mail and, and found the letter that said, by the way, we're closing in August. Put yourself on the list. Back on the doctor waiting list? Back on the doctor waiting list. That's it? You're not getting transferred to another doctor? Nope. They tried. They tried to find someone to transfer patients to. They couldn't find anyone. They tried to get doctors to come in and help save the practice because two were retiring anyway. There were two doctors left in the practice. They said, we'll stay on if, if someone else can join. But... There was no help and there was no money and there was no fun. Like there was just nothing. And now we're all just screwed. 
Because they, I mean, yeah, they need the other doctors. So they got to run a business. They got to have to be doctors and run it as a business. It's their own, like, they've got to pay rent there and all the rest of it. Well, exactly. <sighs> That's yeah. awful. I know. <laughs> and I am like 13, 14 weeks away from popping out another one. Yeah. And and we have no family doctor after we waited years to get one in the first place. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Well, um, who's this? Hey, it's Austin. Austin! <laughs> this is Austin. What can we do? Austin, just a couple of parents without a doctor. Oh, yeah, trust me. Um, my wife and daughter got a doctor, but apparently my file wasn't sent over, so I still don't have one. Oh, no. No. Yep. At least your daughter does. I mean, really, that is the only important thing. Like, yep. yeah. She was covered by the, OB, the OBGYN that delivered her. Right. Originally. Yeah. So she's always had a doctor, but now the wife has one, too, and it's like, damn it. You can't also get coverage from the OBGY. <laughs> no, sadly, uh, uh, I'm a little old for that. <laughs> Visits yeah. would be pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't want to talk about my situation at all because somehow in this last year we got accepted to a doctor's office and yeah. all four family members are all in and I've already been able to get same day appointments when I've been sick. No, you have been very you have been very lucky because yeah. you guys didn't even yeah. have to wait that long. No, like a year, a year and a half on that wait list and there we are. Yeah, we're coming up on 2 years now. Jeez. Well, I am How do they decide who gets it must not be order of who applies. It must be based on perceived need, you know, I if guess. you have kids, yeah. if you're a family or whatever, because if you've been on the list longer than Foreman has, but his family got on and you still haven't, that seems strange. Yeah. What about you, Robbie? Uh, what's up? Uh, just calling Melody is a uh, experience there with her family practice closing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Are you a doctor looking for patients? <laughs> I accept. No, no, sorry. Oh. Um, uh, I called actually yesterday to book an appointment with my family family doctor and was told that he retired almost two and a half years ago. <laughs> oh, I guess it's nice you've been in good health. <laughs> um, but if you want to call, the, apparently the, the, there's a gentleman taking his place and he's taking new patients at uh, 44 Portland Street, the Dartmouth Medical Clinic. Okay. Uh, his name is Dr. Botan, B-O-T-A-N. Okay. So I called yesterday, and they, they actually, I got a, an appointment with him next week to for a meet and greet. So he is taking new patients. B-O-T-A-N. Oh, good. So you're, all your retired doctor's patients uh, got transferred to this one? Uh, some of them. I'm not sure if all of them did, but yeah. I, I, found, I found myself in the same position yesterday. I called for the 50-year finger, and then uh, <laughs> I was like, what? I don't have a doctor? That's bull****. <laughs> the, I'm sorry. I, don't, I was going re- <laughs> to... Question. Fifty-year yeah. finger. Okay. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> well, aren't you lucky? <laughs> that woke me up more than my tea did. So. <laughs> what do you do when you have that one person in the family that just likes to eat everything? In my case, it's my husband, but I think he's turning into a monster with this, and I something needs to be done now because because otherwise it's just going to get worse. Well, what did, what did he do? 
Well, he's always been the guy that just eats everything. He mm-hmm. always has. He was with his parents, too. And it was always the joke, like, oh, the grocery bill is that much more expensive when Tom's home. Uh, so, <laughs> but you it's know, true. <laughs> so it was always like we never have leftovers because he's just going to eat them. You mm-hmm. think like you go to bed that night and you're like, cool, we have this stuff for lunch tomorrow. And then that morning it's no daddy ate at all. I've been actually lucky most of the time I've been with Ashley because she just generally doesn't eat leftovers. And it drives me crazy to see something sit there day after day until it goes bad and then no one can eat it. Yeah. So I've just been, I'll eat all the leftovers. Are you sure she's just not I eating it, it so that you can have them? Because well, this is just like what we do. No, because lately she's started to like save things, leftovers for herself that she will eat. Oh. And then there's a game of chicken for me in the fridge of like, are you, is she actually going to eat that? Yeah. Or it's going to go bad and then I'm going to be really mad. And it's probably going to go bad, but then you eat it and then she says, I was going to eat that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But in this case, it's all things that I was going to eat. Right. And a couple weeks ago, my wonderful husband, when I was very sick, when I wasn't here because I was very sick, he brought us home Two tubs of our favorite Haagen-Dazs ice cream chocolate peanut butter. Whoa. Which has been really hard to find. We've been, it's been out every place we go. Yeah. So he finally found it and he brought it home for us. And it was like, oh my gosh, I would love to eat this, except I have no appetite and I'm vomiting several times a day. So I can't (laughs) right now, Mm -hmm. but man, am I excited when I can. Of course. And as soon as my appetite came back, the First thing I was looking forward to eating was that ice cream. And I went to go get it. No. And it was Don't. gone. No. He ate his whole tub and my whole tub and didn't even tell me and didn't replace it. At least if I eat something, I replace it, right? It was a gift. It was for a you. gift, right? And when I said you ate my ice cream, he said, Well, it wasn't your ice cream. Like yes, it was. you brought it home for me. It's <laughs> the only reason it exists in this house. And that for was you. just the tip of the iceberg because it it got so much worse yesterday. And even my toddler is definitely mad at him for what he did. And so I just we should call because she will be on my side. <laughs> That's, I mean, it's already pretty bad. Yeah. Your wonderful husband, as you yes. Love him. Wouldn't change a thing. <laughs> Will he answer your call? Uh, hello? Hi. Hello. How are you? Lily, it's Mommy. Mommy. Hi, Lily. Daddy's feeding me. Daddy's feeding you? Yeah. Is he, is he feeding you uh, bites of things that he has already bitten into, Lil? <laughs> Yeah, he is. No. <laughs> Lily, Lily, do you remember yesterday when Daddy took a bite of that donut and then left it? She's nodding. <laughs> that, that sucked, right, Lily? Oh, yeah, and it was so sad. Yeah, you were so sad. Because what kind of monster takes a bite of a donut and then puts it back only to eat another donut? Well, there were two donuts. I wanted to see which one I wanted. <laughs> And then your your poor Mommy got more donuts. Okay. <laughs> right, Daddy ate them all. <laughs> that is the solution. Just bring more donuts more home. Donuts. And then Lily, do you know what happened? This morning mommy was so excited to have the muffin that she had specifically saved for herself. She'd thought about it all night. And then what do I find this morning? But that someone, Daddy, (laughs) has eaten more than half of that muffin and then left the rest in the box. That's not true, Lily. I had a bite. (gasps) A bite. 
<laughs> then he couldn't possibly eat more. He was too full from all the donuts. <laughs> That's true. Mommy, get more donuts for us. <laughs> I'm sensing that this call may be backfiring. <laughs> And this is all after my... Okay, Lily, I'll try. (laughs) Well, there you have it. It's his problem. Not only is my husband turning into a monster, but my toddler is too. (laughs) We are Melody Foreman in the morning on Hot Country 103.5. She's the one who's only been eating and not drinking. I know, but I've been having a lot of carbs and a lot of sausage, and I feel food drunk. <laughs> Traditional <laughs> Irish breakfast is what you've gotten here as we are live at the Irish, uh, the Old Triangle Irish Ale House. Good? You would Delicious. recommend? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. I mean, I definitely get it because it's got everything. It's got blood sausage, sausage, bacon, eggs, pancakes, bread. Yeah, what's the difference between the blood sausage and sausage? Sausage is sausage. Blood sausage is made with something that isn't sausage. I don't know why I asked. <laughs> <laughs> We're here. Uh, actually, a special guest, special story for you. Uh, with Rebecca, who we've just met this morning. Uh, good morning, Rebecca. Good morning. Top of the morning to you. Top of the morning to you. <laughs> that's the first person who said that to us today, actually. Really? Yes. Oh, well, that's like an old Irish kind of saying. I'm surprised we haven't said it to someone yet. We're usually those obnoxious people that are. Because I don't. I feel like we're our, whole, our whole shtick is to not be that radio show. Because uh, that's top of the morning to you. Yeah. <laughs> really, that. And we already kind of got some looks from all the staff while we were in here. Like, oh, those guys—they're going to get in our way today. <laughs> yeah. So I think we've been trying to be as inconspicuous as possible. Hey, it's nice to have the the CTV morning crews here and everyone came up and said, oh, I knew you guys were coming. We've been listening all week. Yeah. So that's very nice. So that's nice to know they're big fans. Yes, Anyways, for sure. it's not about us, it's about you. Yes. No, it's not about me. It's about <laughs> Irish, being Irish for a day, whether you're a yes. little bit or not at all. It's okay. Are you one of the many people that have been doing this every single year? Yes, my husband, I swear, St. Patrick's Day is like his Christmas. So he comes down here every year But we've never come in the morning before. This is the first time coming in the morning. Oh, and you got here real early. We did. We were here, well, we aimed to be here for 6 a.m., but we didn't get here till 6.30. Okay. The doors opened at 7, and we came right in, and we got ourselves a breakfast, and it's just been really lovely, because it really actually feels like the first real St. Patrick's Day that we've had. For years. Since COVID, right? So it's like... For us, it just felt like a real celebration and that we wanted to do something different and be there right from the beginning. And yeah, yeah we've missed it. So You're very dressed up for it, by the way. Bright green dress. Yes, of course. Of course. Shamrock tattoos on your face. Yes, of course. What is it? The things coming off your eyes are, are Those are, are the tattoos, too. Face There's, art. Those are tattoos, yeah. 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 Those Shamrock things earrings. coming off your eyes. Oh, Typical guy. That. What are those things coming off your eyes? <laughs> <laughs> Where are you from, Rebecca? So we live in Dartmouth. So we we got up this morning and, uh, you know, we had a plan to get Steve's dad because he comes down every year as well. And so Steve called him. We got up at five in the morning. Steve called him. No answer. So then he went to go pick him up. Um, and that's why we were a little bit late because, like I said, we wanted to be here for six. But yeah, um, yeah and then we just took a taxi over and good thinking. Yeah. Yes. So you're planning on filling your boots today. Well, we 
started off with breakfast, so we started off with an Irish coffee, yeah. which we've never done that before, which is kind of fun, and we got ourselves a breakfast. Um, I minus I like did not take the blood pudding. I'm not a fan of blood pudding. Oh, but, I uh, would have eaten your blood pudding. Oh, <laughs> I would have. You're welcome to order I'm, your own. I know. I'm just watching you go by, just thinking like, oh. That it looks smells so good. great in it here, too. It smells yeah. so good. And everybody's happy and, and everybody's in a good happy. mood. And it's of like, course they are. They're, they're full of blood pudding. <laughs> are you planning to be here all day? Oh, gosh, no. Oh, no, okay. no, no. It was like, do the early thing, and then we'll probably be home. Ferries are free until 2 o'clock, so our plan is to be out and on the ferry and home before 2 o'clock. Nice. In yeah. bed by 5. Yes, but yes. you know, when you uh, come out of Alderney Landing, there is conveniently another Irish bar yes, right the there. the Celtic Corner. Oh, my goodness. So I've got a story to share about this. Okay. That is actually where my husband and I met was at the Celtic <gasps> Corner. No. Yeah. So we are a Celtic Corner love story. We met there. Um, we actually had our wedding reception there during COVID. Oh. Um, we had our engagement party there. And yeah, so it's like oh. definitely we will probably stop in there before say, going you home. Have to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when else? This is a perfect day for it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, maybe drop off your father-in-law first, and then continue. <laughs> <laughs> he might end up at home before us. <laughs> <laughs> We can't help that this is what's in the headlines this morning. It's tragic, but it's true. Melanie and Foreman. The internet is a breeding ground for freaks. Hot Country 103.5. This is Tragically Trending, and that topless protester who crashed the stage when Avril Lavigne was presenting at the Junos on Sunday. Get the f*** off. <laughs> Get the f*** off, bitch. <laughs> wow, yes. Yeah, well, she actually has a name. Her name's Casey. Okay. And she had to appear in court on charge of mischief, but she has hashtag no regrets. I know that I have an incredible amount of privilege, and it is my absolute privilege to stand up and fight for something that I believe in. And if the best way that I can do that is by playing the cards that I'm dealt, I have white privilege. I have perfect knees and a huge ass. So I got the attention that on to Ottawa needs. Wow. That's her court statement. I mean, good for her. She's using what she's got. And on the note of embracing that big old butt, Lainey Wilson has decided to lean even further into her beautiful big butt brand, even when she's just out having fun with friends during karaoke. Oh, of course. What else was she saying? Yeah. Bottom girls, you make the rockin' world go round. Great song. Great song. Yes. Great song. And I thoroughly enjoy any person who embraces and celebrates their body, but like... All butts are great. Big, small, round, flat. I really hate that we're making such a big deal about a certain type of butt, especially big butts, as though this is a new thing and we haven't been obsessed with oversized derrieres for the history of mankind. I like big butts. <laughs> right? We always have. And even before there were butt lifts, there were bustles under our dresses. <laughs> like, all of these women that are walking around acting like they're embracing their big butt like it's some kind of flaw that they alone are making beautiful. In reality, women have been dying from getting Brazilian butt lifts <laughs> to have a big butt for the last decade. Having a big butt doesn't make you revolutionary. People like J-Lo and every one of the Kardashians built their empire on a foundation of big butts. So I am just saying, I love Lainey. I love how much fun she's having. 
laughing with this, but a butt is a butt. And no matter the size, they all sit on a toilet to do the exact same very unsexy thing. <laughs> phone is also currently ringing right now, so um, who's who's this? Hi, Alex. Uh, I guess it's Blake. One of those five things. Pardon? Sorry, uh, say that again? Oh, no. Okay. Sorry. Wrong. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> what? <laughs> you should stop listening to... <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're still there, Alex! Alex! <laughs> what are the five things that you're guessing? Yeah, can you give us the question, too? We'll help you. Uh, I'm thinking about bike or nice car. So wait, somebody, there's a host over there who's thinking of five things, and you have to guess what they're thinking of? Yes. Good grief, that's ridiculous. <laughs> that could be anything. <laughs> Alex, they're probably thinking of the next time they can use the washroom. <laughs> what a silly contest. Are you at least getting a good prize for it? Uh, no, no, not really. Just guessing. Oh. There's no prize? <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, <laughs> uh, well. We can give you something. <laughs> Alex, who did you think you were calling when you called us? 103.5. That 103.5 is who you called. This one. One in five single men would rather have one of these than a girlfriend. What? Wife? <laughs> I love that answer. It's not right. Thanks for trying. Alex, how dare you? How dare you? <laughs> we're the station that you're still thinking of anyway, and yeah. you called, and so we're here to uh, reward you for your loyalty to 103.5. <laughs> so here's what we've got for you. <laughs> if you would like it, you can pick any of these things I'm about to list off, okay? Okay. It's a uh, Carly Pierce album, a Keith Urban album, The Speed of Now Part 1. We have Jason Aldean, Rearview Town. That's also a CD. Uh, we have a bright orange Frisbee from Pineacres RV. Oh my god. Royal <laughs> blue. Royal blue. Full back. New era. Baseball hat from Maritime Fuels. Oh, Alex, oh, how yes, will I you? Take I take this one. I take this one. Oh! You're taking the hat! Someone finally took the hat! I've been trying to award this hat for months. It's a beautiful hat. It's a fine line between award oh, and pawn off. Alex, you have yourself, I mean, it's it's large, extra large size, uh, royal blue, maritime fuels. The embroidery quality is impeccable. It says ESSO on the back. It's a fantastic hat, and it's all oh. yours because you listened to Hot Country 103.5. Well, you called that. Thanks. You didn't listen, but well, that's okay. You are still currently listening to another radio station <laughs> as you talk to us. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you. You're so welcome. Text 902-425-1035. Write Melody Informant on socials or email Melody Informant at hotcountry1035.ca.